Now we're good. Okay, peoples, we are continuing in the introduction to Shah Habitakin. And we're going to be going through relatively a large portion. So let me just explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. The Rabbeinu Bahaya is picking a certain type of profession that perhaps now is more or less obsolete. He's speaking about an alchemist. An alchemist was a pursuit that mankind had for hundreds of years. The greatest people were after this. It was it was the study of of a certain science, a certain type of science connected to chemistry, which would enable the alchemist to take the most inexpensive metal, like lead, and turn it into gold. That knowledge, had mankind discovered how to do it, perhaps they did, was generally illegal. It would be the equivalent to someone who figured out how to print US dollars, a a money press. That's something that only the government is allowed to do. But how people fantasize about that. If only I would have a money press, I would be good. It was a type of profession that almost appeared like it guarantees you infinite wealth. And that Rabbeinu Bahaya wants to point out how learning how to have better bitachin, which is difficult, but how learning how to have bitachin is even greater than being the alchemist, not in one way, not in two ways, but in 10 different ways. Excuse me, someone said the audio is not working. Okay. Audio is not working. Let me try and join audio. I'm sorry about that. Recording in progress. How are we doing right now? Can you hear the audio? Okay, now I can hear you. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so I just quickly recapping. We, we are on page 13. An alchemist is this type of occupation in which the person who mastered this knowledge was able to take the most cheap of metals like tin or lead and transform it into gold. You know, there was something that was commonly illegal, even if one would have discovered how to do it. And everyone used to think about alchemy as the ultimate goal as far as making a living is concerned. The Rabbeinu Bahaya, who is in his introduction, is going to inspire us the upsides, the advantage of mastering better bitachin in God by saying that whoever has bitachin, the master of bitachin, is greater than an alchemist in 10 points. I want to go through all 10 of them. But I want to, I want to share the following important intro. And that this is a knowledge or a wisdom that became common over the last only few hundred years, many hundreds of years after that Rabbeinu Bahaya wrote the Shad Bitachin, and that is the power of therapy, of verbal therapy. I'm going specifically to areas in which people have certain emotions that are unhealthy for them. Fear, uncertainty, anxiety, etc. That we know that if a person words what they are feeling, that in itself contains and limits that feeling. And if it's a negative feeling, so you already benefited, not because you have the solution, simply wording an emotion gives a beginning and an end to it, and it becomes an emotion that doesn't dominate us, but it gives us greater power to dominate it. Shleimah HaMelech said, 
that daiga believe ish, that if a person has a worry in one's heart, one of the things a person should do is these are, this is not a verbatim, this is a chazal interpreting what he meant amongst other things. And we all know that from our lives. You have something in your heart, just speaking it out, even when you don't have any inkling of a solution, that in itself is a big reform. And I'm proposing, perhaps, that one of the milas, one of the reasons why Rabbeinu Bahai is going to go through this whole study, how having bitachin is better than being an alchemist in 10 ways, is because he's really allowing us to clarify within ourselves 10 areas of worries. Pointing out how the alchemist still has worry A and still has worry B and still has worry C. And all of them will be um, mitigated and ultimately healed when we upgrade our bitachin. But even prior to getting into bitachin, which is going to be the topic of the content for learning the intro, I think just getting clarity about how many anxieties we have. Like ask a person, what are you worried about? Many people will be unable to word it. And I'm proposing that all of our worries will be one of the following 10. So we are really learning about the illness right now, even prior to learning to the solution, because just knowing and wording all these different types of feelings in itself has a tremendous benefit in the way of us remedying ourselves from all of these different types of worries. So without any further ado, we're going to be going relatively quickly through it, but we're going to be focusing on the 10 distinct downsides of being the alchemist. Umehem, page 13. All right, among the benefits of bitachin, this is not the only benefit of bitachin. Let's just go back one nekuda. The Rabbeinu Bachaya opines that bitachin in itself is a mitzvah. And when we speak about mitzvahs prior to getting to benefits, and all mitzvahs have many benefits, it's good just to establish it's a mitzvah. That in itself is the ultimate goal. We are not yet all on that level. Doesn't hurt to have a shaloy l'shma, which is really what he's doing. He's telling you the shaloy, the not pure reason why to have bitachin. And that will be shabriteach belikim, a person who learns and who develops one's trust in God Almighty. This person will be able to turn one's heart and mind away from unhealthy preoccupations that come with living. So it's going to free us up. And in a religious context, by the, by the way, that in itself is gavaldic. But in the religious context, and so what if I'll be freed up? Then I'll have more emotional space to use it for anything which is important in our divine service. Okay. And as far as being tranquil is concerned, that the person will have the peace of mind and the person will achieve a, a higher degree of lack of worry regarding worldly matters to a bal alchemia. You see how it's written? To the person who is an alchemist, again, today people don't speak about this because I'm a money forger will be something equivalent. Um, great parnosa, very dangerous. You're worried you're going to get caught. Vuhu, and he is, that when we're going to be learning this in 2022, most of us never heard about the alchemist. Like I never heard about it before learning the Rabbeinu Bachaya. That's the person who mastered, who knows how to how to transform silver to gold. Or or taking even cheaper metals, copper was then very cheap, or bedil or tin, and turn it into silver. 
which ultimately means you can take tin, you turn it into silver, then you turn it into gold. Through a certain type of wisdom and through doing certain things. I'm curious just to know more about the alchemist. I don't know. I don't care that much. But it, this is a great contrast because that was then in his days, like you made it. You're an alchemist. And therefore you're like, you're good. We're speaking about financially. And no, you're not. And, you, and he's going to give you the words of all of the worries that even an alchemist has that the Baal Bitochen will not have as long as we master Al Bitochen. I want to also flip it, that if we're going to become clearer to the 10 types of worries that people have, we're learning all about worries. We're learning about worries. So people who are not worried, the goal today is to get very worried, or to become aware of the worries that you have, and to know the words that they have. If I want to measure whether my bitachin is getting stronger or weaker, if I need a thermometer, I'm going to use this as my thermometer, which is also why it's an intro. Because I will be able to identify after I'm learning today, if I have all of the 10, maybe today we invented new ones. I don't think so. It's all part of the 10. And gauge it. See if when I'm going to focus on my bitachin and we are able to better our bitachin, as we'll learn later, whether that temperature got diminished. So, but if alchemy is illegal, right? Yep. Then shouldn't you have a little worry so you don't want to do it? Like you should have that. He's not telling you to become an alchemist. No, but he's saying... He's using that as an example. Right. Like, maybe, listen, if this would have been written today, he would have given another example. You tell me what profession that is chatsi illegal, mm-hmm. but that it makes a lot of money. Drug dealers. A drug dealer. Here you go. He would have spoke. He would have, he would, he's just using a profession as an example of something that that demanded very little work, huge returns. Really, the alchemist is better than a drug dealer because there's no end to alchemy. In other words, if I learn how to turn dust into gold or metal into gold, I'll make this whole house become gilded. It's like it's not. I'll become a billionaire. I'll become infinite wealthy. So it's, it, it sounds like if I f- just figure out how to do this, I'm set. Even when you're set, there'll be 10 areas in which you'll have worries. And that's what he wants to point out. And in contrast, people who have betachen, betachen will address all of these 10 worries. Is betachen like, is it a form of alchemy? Oh, God forbid. No, not at all. Not at all. Just the betachen will take away that type of anxiety. Okay, or as, listen, I know that you, what you said right now was mentioned last week and two weeks ago, we'll develop, the, the, we'll develop what he's writing. One thing I can tell you that from the intro, he writes to, for the first time explicitly that bitachen is not alchemist, meaning that it's not that if I'll have bitachen, it doesn't mean that it will turn into gold for me. But my reaction towards reality I'll move myself into a, a mental and a emotional place that whatever God makes in my life will be perceived by me as exactly what I need. In that context, then everything is gold versus the immature gold I want things to be the way I think they should be. And many times God has something even better in mind for me. Even if many times in Golos, the reality is not comfortable. So alchemy is more controlled versus this, which is really giving it 
Well, let's read it inside and you'll see where I'm getting. Okay. Maybe they're just using alchemy because it's unlimited, so they're saying even somebody that has zero worry about it. Very good, very good. I think alchemy, alchemy, what about the, it's a super drug dealer. I don't know, I don't know another example. Al, let's go to his alchemist, to the Is alchemist. It like witchcraft? Like it wasn't witchcraft. You should know Isaac Newton spent most of his career trying to become an alchemist. No, no, it's not true. This was a scientific pursuit of learning. By the way, those of us who learned three chapters of an Ambam by Divine Providence, we're learning this in uh, today's Chav Gimel Ir, Tavshin Pei Beis, that we learned today in the Rambam, that how God makes the world and everything is made out of the four elements and the elements are constantly metamorphosing one into the other. This is the study of natural phenomena and how everything is in a cycle. In other words, the table that looks to you a table, some of it right now is becoming water and some of it is becoming air and some of it is becoming fire. There's a whole chain going on. If you learn how to master that and then to manipulate it and to control it, you can take hold of that cycle and turn something into something else, physical to physical, but something else physical, including tin into gold. Curious if it was real gold or it's a fake gold. Real gold. Oh, today I'll tell you what it is. What are these fake diamonds? Oh, that's great. Uh, Parnosa. Cubic zirconia, right? Cubic zirconia, yeah. Mahaya. Oh, yeah. Well, they have like the lab-grown diamonds. The lab-grown mm-hmm. diamonds, <laughs> but they should be grown with the mark of a real diamond, like something like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. They mimic the pressure of like millions of years. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. It's alchemy. It's, it's an extension of alchemy. It's amazing. And how, how that didn't ruin the diamond industry yet. I have no idea how. Okay. Back over here. And if a person will have bitachin, the way one should have and we all could have, not only will he be like the alchemist that is worry-free, actually, he'll be tenfold. In the following ten, He's going to be even better than the alchemist. Number one, first of all, Shabal Alchimiyam, the alchemist, he needs to have specific materials for his work. He cannot do work without those materials. Those materials that he needed, whatever they were, he doesn't have them any place in all times. Oh, in contrast, having been talking in God, then one sustenance is guaranteed. If God is providing for me, it's let God worry how he will provide it for me. It's God's problem. I went once to the oil and a colleague of mine was having so many challenges. His zoning was not kosher in his Chabad house. Remember, and he was taken to court and he brought the whole file and he put it out to oil and he says, let God worry about it. That's it. He couldn't worry about it anymore. He gave it up to God. And he Taka gave it up to God. And what happened at the end, I don't know. The point is that he didn't worry until the trial. What happened at the trial is not what we're not discussing, the outcome. Speaking just about, about how we move through life. So in other words, I, I want, I don't need the tools. I rely on God. And he quotes a Pasik in in Devarim, Laman that God gave us the man, amongst other things, to make us know forever that it's not on the bread alone that a, that a man lives. We live on the word of God. Okay, number two. Number two. Ki enam mi This is still number one. Because no means through which God will provide for us is lacking from God at any time in any place. And as it's written also in the story of Avadya, what happened to him when he was amongst the other prophets. Hashem, that he hid Hashem's prophets, 150 people, and he fed them bread, and he gave them water, and it was only through miracles that he had the food to give them. 
He needed food and water. He relied on God. There, there was a happy ending, even from our perspective. You know, the story there was is that is that the king Ahab, the wicked king, ravens took food and drink from his kitchen. How funny! And they brought it to him to feed his chaver. So the one who was pursuing the prophets was the one that ended up unbeknownst to him. He he provided their sustenance. And as it says that kfirim, even long, young lions with all the koyach rush over evil can roar and they can go hungry. But vedershe Hashem, those who completely see God, they will never lack kol toiv. And also, as it says, Hashem that you should have awe of God. And one of the results will be ki There'll be no lack for those who fear it. Number two, v'hasheni ki even since he has to work, and work means, you know, going into the um, factory room, and the work provided certain fumes, that means the environment was not a healthy environment, so you're making gold, but you're hurting, you're hurting your, your lungs. The smell, the, 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 the smoke will hurt you, and the more you work, the more you're getting hurt. Number two, you have to you have to work. You want to work gold. You got to work day and night. So working too much is also unhealthy. As not working is also unhealthy, but that's not the topic. But those who trust in God is the person will be secure from having any mishaps. There's no collateral effect, and nothing will happen to him. He won't worry about that. We're speaking about the worry. So you have a, you have a secure job. Well, you're breathing in the fumes. Not in itself. You don't have that with bitachim. And everything that God brings your bay, you'll perceive it as something that will bring you joy, sasen and simcha. And therefore, your sustenance will come to you while you are in a state of calm. And the alchemists, while they're working, right, they're wearing the mask. Commissioner Kosov, as it says, that God causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So the environment is good. Number three, he's afraid that anyone will find out his formula. So he has to keep on the information for his dear life. And he's afraid for his soul. doesn't have any worry. He's not afraid of telling other people, I can ask you, how are you so calm? You can spill your beans. You'll tell them because I learned how to have bitachin. How great is that? Not only that, you should be proud about it. You should go and tell people that I achieved calm and tranquility because I learned how to have bitachin. And so can you. And your bitachin doesn't take away from my bitachin. How great is that? That I trusted in God. I will not fear what can man do to me in the context of if I have something like I have a certain type of chemical composition that I learned, you can steal it from me. Here, my bitachen and the teachings of how to have bitachen, which is what we're learning, is readily available and we have a mitzvah and we share it. Number four. He has to make a choice. Either he's going to accumulate a lot of gold even though he doesn't need it all now, but just in case for the future. Or he's only going to do the minimum he needs now, but then when he'll need more, he'll have to do it again. And whichever one you pick, you're already going to have a worry. If you're going to put everything together right now, 
If you're going to build yourself a pile, a treasure, then you'll be afraid that people are going to steal it. If you're not going to prepare, so you're going to only make enough gold what you need today, then you don't know, maybe tomorrow you're not going to have the tools you need to make more. So there's always the worry. It's amazing. A person can have a $10 million in their account, they're worried. Of no worries. Maybe it's going to be discovered by the king. Maybe the government made the IRS. If you don't have it, then I'm not going to have it when I need it. That worry, no one, no one can take away that worry. But that's the whole point of Bitochen, that you really, you give yourselves over to God's world. And it is God's world. And therefore you rely on God. Just like a fetus completely is secure in the mother's womb. Or like a chick is secure inside an egg. Even though neither have openings through which for God to sustain it. But people understand that whatever is needed, God will provide, etc., etc. Number five. He's afraid of the people. He's afraid of the people just to know that this practice was then illegal. Because when you're doing something illegal, you always have a worry. You will be held in awe, even from great people. It means when I look at a person, when you look at a person that has bitachin, you sense they have bitachin in God, and you have respect of them. And not people walking around with fears and worries. Every person has a secret that they worry about will be discovered. There was a story about that, some non-Jewish story, some great story, that in London at one point, someone says, I'll prove it to you, that everyone really has fears. He wrote a letter to the three most prominent people in London. The letter was, your secret is known, run away. And all three of them ran out of the city. It's funny because if everyone will know that everyone else also has a secret that God forbid if anyone will discover, then it's not so heavy. Bahashishi. You can be very wealthy and you can hold on to your wealth. But wealth only addresses money needs. But life isn't only about money needs. A person can have all the money in the world, but they are worried that maybe they won't enjoy the money because they're going to get sick. Or some other thing will disturb their pana. So even being an alchemist only addresses something very narrow. Betoch doesn't mean that this person will never get sick. It means that you are in always a state of mind and heart where you are you're trusting in God. So you're not worried, not only am I not worried about where am I going to eat tomorrow from, I'm not worried about illness. And furthermore, he writes another important detail that if a person does get ill, while the person is ill, they understand that the illness will either bring them a kapara, an atonement, or it's going to be exchanged for some other suffering, which are the two reasons why people get suffer in this world. So when you have to give up A to get B, if B is much greater than A, you're giving up A, you're giving up A. But in the ex- if the exchange rate is very advantageous, doesn't, doesn't wound you to the point that you're not calm. I understand what's happening. I have to give up this, but because of this, I'm going to get something much greater. And it's a worthwhile exchange.
So even during an illness, the type of anxiety that illness brings, one with pitachin will not experience. Number seven. Shabal hakimiyah, efshar shaliyagiyah el mezoinoi. Even if you have all the gold in the world, he's saying, who says there'll be food available? Great point. You can have all the gold in the world. What are they called here? The preppers. What a great industry. Gavaldik. Just because you have money, who says there'll be water? There won't be water. They're scaring everyone. There won't be this. So you can succeed and you still won't have even, you won't even have what the basics of what money will bring. I'm telling you, he's telling us all of our fears. We all have these fears. We just don't know it. I think the goal of today is to go away with 10 fears. But to word them. So now you have them defined and then to see how Bitochen will diminish each of these fears. And not wording them doesn't mean you don't have it. It just means you're not aware of it, which is much worse. A person who has Bitochen, he says, will not lack any food no matter where, no matter when. And he quotes Sukkum to back that up. So again, we're going to speak more later. Does that mean that someone who has Bitochen and Hashem never went hungry? Like, will the res- we're not speaking about guaranteed results. We're speaking about a state of mind and heart. Bitochen means that I am giving it to God. Everyone knows these words, but it's such a great place to get to. Even the flowers they got behind you, they all... I don't know if you guys realize it. It's Gavaldic. Yeah. Number eight. Shabal hakimiya enoi misakev v'shumakev. Abal Hakimiya never stays in one place too long. Let's go back to your example of the drug dealer who said that. That was a good one. Because things are good, but since it wasn't that kosher, so they're always on the run. You made it. Keep on moving. You're always moving. It's good to know that moving means you're going from place A to place B. This is the rule. When you go from A to B, there's two reasons why you're moving. Either because there's something great in place B or because there's something intolerable in place A. And as a clown... Most people don't move because there is better. Most people move because something here became unbearable. Because people are lazy. It's good to move because there is better. Just most people don't do that. It means there's something that's anguishing them and they're moving. And it's good to know what's anguishing you. Certain worries that you associate to here. And who says that there you won't have the same worries? No one. No one. We live in Brazil filled with crime. You move to LA, filled with crime. <laughs> you don't know. We didn't move because of that, but just that it's funny. Okay. The ninth. At the end, meaning, when we're about to face God, all of this you cannot take with you. Vitachen is something that will serve you good in this world and in the next world. And deep down, we all believe in the next world. We all know that this is not the end all. We all know that. And how great is it is that developing betachen over here will serve us well in the next phase as well, which is a great thing to understand. Is we take, take things with us, but not something that's physical. So the development of betachen, we're not speaking about the mitzvahs that I do, just the attitude, the, 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 the way of going through life of really... Like he gives it, like the, the way a fetus feels in the womb of the mother. It's relying on the mother. Mamish, it's calm, tranquil. If you can remember what you felt like in your mother's womb, if you can remember that and you can touch that, whoo, 
That is the ultimate uh, tranquility. Or the way a chick feels, there's no worry. And the more we develop it here, the more we will feel that in the next world. Vasidi, Shabala Kimiya, Im Yevada Inyanoi. He's saying that if other people discover how he does it, it will cause his death. Because his, what he's doing somehow is contrary to nature. Could be, could be that, that once he started manipulating the real alchemists using some of the dark arts, I don't know where they were going with this. Once you start manipulating nature to a certain point, eventually it's going to harm you. So you're working against nature. You're changing the natural order. And Bitochen is working with the natural order. And that's the, that's the rule in life. Whenever you learn how to work with the natural order, you're going to go 20 steps ahead, right? If you're swimming against the current or swimming with the current, no, who's going to get farther? And Bitochen is in, in made in nature. God created all of us with the muscle of Bitochen. And like we mentioned, everyone has betachan. The question is in what? You can have betachan in yourself. You can have betachan in others. You can have betachan in things or in God. And what we have to figure out is, is to invest it more and more in God and therefore less and less in anything other than in God who's the only one in whom we should place all of our trust in. And he says... That if a person has bitachin, not only will bitachin serve them well, but bitachin brings a blessing through them to everyone that lives around them. And as it says, that tzaddik yisoyed oilam. You know, there's a gavaldik avart of the Rebbe. There was a great tana, a great tzaddik that lived in the times of the Mishnah, whose name was Rabchanina ben Doisim. In these children books that are great with pictures, all these, these Talmudic stories, we have his story. So he was such a great tzaddik that God would have sustained every human being in the world as a reaction of the nachas that God got from Hanina ben Dois. The Talmud says the whole world was, was uh, sustained because of him, which means that even if no one would have been worthy, God would have given to them anyway because of Hanina But Hanina ben Doisa, he, he lived off very little. And the whole story that his wife told him, it's not fair. She knew that everyone is getting Parnassa because of him. And we are, they were, they, 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 were, they were really poor. They lived off carobs the whole week, which was a very inexpensive product. It gave enough nutrition for people to live. We have stories that people try it, make a carob diet. You make a billion dollars here. But then you didn't make a billion dollars. You, you became uh, emaciated, but you lived. You can live off carobs and water. So she told him it's not nisht, it's not right. So, so he told his wife that he is unable to change that, but she should daven. And she davened. And what appeared like a hand extended down from the heavens and a beautiful golden leg was given to her. Piece of gold, golden leg. That's it. They had it, they made it. That night she has a dream. And in her dream, she sees herself with her husband in Gan Eden. So just for the record, Hebra, forever means forever. 
for the married people. And uh, for good and bad, you gotta get used to it. And uh, it's great. And now the tables there are not four-legged tables, they're three-legged tables. The beauty of a three-legged table is, is that if you take one leg off, it will not stand. So everyone is sitting with their husbands on a, on a table, and the table is a table. And she and her husband, whether they're having coffee or tea, and good coffee, they were also holding onto the table because one leg was missing. The leg was missing. So she hopped that the leg that God gave her was from their table over there. It wasn't worth it anymore. It was a bad exchange rate, like we learned before. So she told her husband her dream. What should she do? So he says, Davin. And she davened. And the appearance of a hand came, came out and took back the leg. Whether she chipped off a little piece of gold, I hope. I don't know. The Gemara doesn't say. But took back the leg. And Hanina told his wife that you should know that your second prayer was infinitely greater than the first prayer. Because getting God to give that which other prior to the prayer God was not is a big accomplishment, but he related to that. You can bring something new down. But once it manifests, for you to ask God and to succeed in having Hashem take it back, Hanina says, that's something that I cannot do. And there are many chazals like that, just to know a little more context, that being that then women primarily stayed home, and let's, let's look at our lives as mission, in a broad term, is to help others. The type of help that men afforded to others, when people are hungry, were not like women's help to others because the man gave others money, which the poor person needed yet to take the money and turn it into food. And the woman gave people food. So the act, just the act of giving food is infinitely greater than the act of giving money. So therefore, Bachlal, it was the greater power. There's many other stories of Ukva and his wife, how she had a greater merit, all because of the type of tzedakah, that you're giving that which is already usable. But coming back over here, so the, the, this is the word. So the Chazal say that kol ha'olam nizayn bishvil chaninabani, that the whole world is being sustained, bishvil means because of, and chaninabani, my son, that's what God was announcing, is only going to live off a carob, a little amount of carob per week. So the Rebbe says the word bishvil can be read because of, and the word bishvil, a shvil, in Hebrew shvil means a path. Shvil is like a derech, a tzinoid, a pipe. That means that, that when we have betachen, we are creating a tzinoid. Betachen creates a new pipe that is connecting us to God, through which God gives to us. Don't forget, Hashem is not even ruchni. God created ruchni. We're very down-to-earth people. We have our soul and our body. We're, so you have to go from there to here. So there's a system how things get from there to here. We spoke about in prayer that the words of the prayer are a path. Hanina's level of holiness, Hanina became a shvil. But one of the beautiful things about a path or about a pipe is that if the pipe is clean, the goal of the pipe is not to hold anything back. That's called a clog shvil. That's not healthy. The greater the tzaddik, you understand? So Hanina was the path. Hanina was the shvil. And all of the sustenance in the world came bishvil on the shvil of Hanina. And because of his awesome level of bitachin and of the other great things that he accomplished in his life, he was taka unable to hold anything back. Coming back to over here, that, that bitachin creates this path. 
And what happens when this path is created is that God has yet another path that he was waiting for us to create through which to bring blessings into the world. So just like we spoke a bit about our efforts or the safety net that we have to make physically, which doesn't contradict at all our full reliance on God, because God commanded me to do everything that I could in the right measure of making a keli, of making a receptacle. But when I made the receptacle, I'm not relying on my receptacle, I'm relying on God, and that's what we have to get. My bitachin is on God. Bitachin itself is a new receptacle. The bitachin itself, therefore, won't only benefit me, it's going to benefit the people around me. Which is, I would say, this is even more than having a worry of me hurting nature or fighting nature, which ultimately, what goes around will come around, but the tranquility of knowing that you're involved in an activity, and this is a emotional activity. Bitochen is not something that you can see. It's a chayvah salavavis. But the avoida that we can choose to make to get better in our bitochen, this is already speaking more to someone who's trying not to be so shiloy l'shma, has a beautiful thing over here. You're creating a new shvil for God to bring blessings into the world. Imagine, your bitochen will bring more blessings to the people around you. The whole people in the city can be protected because of because of Hanina, because of a person that has bitach. So, recapping, without going going through one by one by one, but if you go through all of your worries and anxieties, they will be linked to one of the tens that we mentioned. And I can say that the fear, let's say, even of death, is included in what he's saying, that, that, that yeah, there's a fear of death, but at least knowing that I'll have something to bring with me is of tremendous... It gives me gives me gives me more tranquility. Yeah. Is it linked to one of the ten what? The ten upsides uh-huh. that the Balbi Tachan has over the acclimist, and he goes and he spends a lot of time in the intro. Many people take a lot of time learning it. I wanted to get all through it, but he's speaking about ten different types of worries. I really think that these ten include all of the worries in the world. In the world. In the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think all of the worries in the world are somehow connected to these ten, and it's important to become to verbalize them. And when we verbalize them, like doing any therapy, while we verbalize them, we can really get into it. People spend time over here and they really get anxious. So, Which is good, because at least they word it, and then they introduce bitachen, and then you bring it to the surface, and then you give it the refuah. The refuah to all of these ten worries is the bitachen that we have to work on. Yeah? Were these ten, we are going to learn the ten? We just went through the ten. But the ten were how the bala bitachen is superior to the al Correct. Correct. So it's okay. I'm just proposing. I'm proposing an approach of learning this. In other words, it's not just people learn it. They find they find this part very far. And if there's any part of this of the of the Sharabi talking that when people read without hearing insight, they don't relate to is this. First of all, we got through it. It's this because no one is into the world of alchemy. It's it's a foreign concept. And I'm proposing that aside of it just being aware that it, then it wasn't, it was like giving a muscle of, of everyone's dream. I wish I can be an alchemist because then everything will be good. And he points out everything will be good, but A, B, C, 10, 10 issues. So you're saying that really on our time we should maybe highlight these 10 and kind of... For sure, that we should highlight the 10. Meditate on the 10. Meditate on the 10 and to, and to identify within us, who am I? I think I get all ten, but let's say the person might only get eight. Every, every, every Jew is all all ten. I think we are warriors, and and I'm telling you, we're so wired. Many people think that if they're not going to worry enough, things won't be good. I, I remember people telling me that. 
worry. Worry is good. Worry is good for you. And, and that's the opposite of bitachin. I'm in the mode of controlling that which is around me, or am I in the mode of trusting? Now, we have to control, but there's only one thing that we control, me. That's the only thing I can control. To the exclusion of all else. I cannot control the past, cannot control the future, and I cannot control you. And everyone knows these words, and that, that's the aside. I have my achrayas for me. I have my response. And other than that, if it's not about me, give it to God. Give it to God. And when you give it to God, it's a whole different life. A few words changes everything. Hishtadlut in what context again? Hishtadlut is the context of like, how can I elevate the situation? How can I, how can I, how can I do my part in the situation? Not how I can change you. Ever. Exactly. 99% of humanity is far from there. Far from there. What do you mean? That inst- they want to better the situation instead of giving it to God is by taking control. Mm-hmm. People spend almost all of their energy trying to control that which is uncontrollable by them. And it is controllable only by God. And we have to acknowledge that. This is the this is the the the, the, the nakuda of of all healing. People should be more aware of, of how far we are from there. Even when we hear these words and say, oh, of course, sure. I'm not sure. It's not sure because people don't behave that way. Almost all behaviors, when, when you observe someone else, it's hard to see ourselves, and the person is doing something that's not healthy. It's coming as a result of them not having bitachim. Or them feeling that it's that they are the ones that will change it. They're putting their bitachim in them, not in God. My ishtadlus has to be for me, for me. Not for you, for me. So how I react, for me, could inspire others. But if I'm trying to force that, then I'm living in a lie. And I'll have a, a very unhealthy dynamic with all the people around me. Rabbi, what about people who have an excess of pitachon? And how do you deal with a person that sometimes can uh, neglect his health, for example, or there's people who have so much vitachon that sometimes they don't take care of themselves. So God says that I have power How over do you me. deal with a person like that? Well, such a it's person... Like a mix of vitachon and stubborn. So, such a person has to be told, they have, they, they have to be commended for their vitachon, right. but they have to be told, as we will be learning together, that when it comes to me, for me, I'm obligated to make my effort, I'm obligated by God. So, if it's health... I'm obligated to eat healthy, to sleep healthy, to do exercise healthy. I'm a chuyiv, and I'm going to do it. Now, after I did all that, I have to learn how to give it to God. And not to convince myself, well, I run a marathon a day. I'm good. I can do everything good. And for some divine reason, that person won't have the results at all. They won't be healthy. Just like the opposite can be true also. 
person can smoke until they're 120, and they made it. But that's God's, that's, that's, that's God's running the world. So there's Hishtadlus and Bitochen, which will be, again, we're not there yet, but learning the intro. But the type of Bitochen, just giving it to God, giving it to God, brings tranquility and addresses all of the ten worries that even the alchemist will have. Yeah. So someone has a challenge, and it, it's normal to ask Hashem to help out, to make it less, or whatever, right? That's part of my shtadlos, right. So part then the story of the woman is she took a piece, of, a chilek of her, you know, olam haba. So how do we know we're not exchanging it? For how do we know that balance of ask Hashem to? Make I would, it I, okay, very good question. So first of all, if God ever gives you a golden leg, then start worrying. Okay. None of us got a golden leg from heaven. But I want to tell you like this, to address what Yaf is saying, if you open up a siddur, you're going to notice something. I, I heard this when I was eight. You see certain things that sticks in your head. In the beginning of the fourth blessing of Birch HaSamazen, it's a beautiful, a long blessing. Right? Baruch HaTashem, Lekerem Alcheinu, Alkeil, Avinu, Malkeinu, Adireinu, Boyereinu, Goyaleinu, Yotseinu, Kedusheinu, Kedushakoyf, Reinu, Yisrael, HaMelech HaToyv, Yonu, Kedushakoyf, Hu Heitiv Lonu, so we mention many specific things. Then we say, and all good. And then we add, literally translated, and from all this good, never have me lack. So my teacher taught me that the comma is put in the wrong place. We're asking God for many specific things. And then we're saying, We want all good. We should ask. We should ask. We should think big. But now we're concerned that if God is going to give us all of that, ooh, that's already from Ganeiden, that it's going to be deducted from the world to come. So we should add, Now put a comma. That from the tuv of the next world, Ali Chasreinu. The final ask is, is that all of these good things should not be coming from the good of the next world. That's the taich in the Birch HaSamaz. And so there is such a worry. Now we found a new worry. Right. And we are addressing <laughs> that worry by Baruch Hashem. We have to worry. So by, asking, really? by asking God, but not from the world to come. Right. And then give it to God. I asked. Right. I did my ishtadlus. And now I'm giving it to God. Okay. That's a and then it says it says most people put a comma then they read and I was taught as a kid to put the comma after the word one second so the shot is that from the good of Olam Haba, don't deduct. Right. Because we have a new worry. Yeah, so let me hear. Sorry. Um, so the story of Rabbi Hanina, I, I heard it because I'm Ishtar Gavis for a very long time. And when you said it, it brought up something, you know, from a different angle. So we're not Rabbi Hanina, we're not his wife, but this applies day to day. Like you just said, how do we know? Number one, should we be worried about our Olam Haba? Because that's also a lack of Emunah We have to do what we need to do here. However, with her davening, because she was you know, just as great or even greater, they had a real 
black in Pardesa. Like they were very poor. But they still found, there's a lot of stories that talk about how they still found their sustenance because, you know, they lived with Ketapan. But her lack, she was able to change the nature of whatever was assigned to them. But it was from a lack of Ketapan, and therefore she got that golden leg. She could have chosen the golden leg and become rich and given to the whole community and supported maybe the whole community as well. But she saw that she was forcing the rut zone. It wasn't her rut zone. She was basically focused on her rut zone instead of Hashem. And then she realized, wait, my Olam is more important than the lack here. So I think in day-to-day, very often, we think we're doing Hashem's rut zone, but we're doing our rut zone. And that's where there's like a blockage. So if we, we number one tool, slow down. We need to slow down because, you know, thank God we're very busy raising kids. Like da, 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 da. So we're like in doing mode and we cannot be in being mode. So if we try to spend a little time every day when there is a, something, is this, am I pushing for my Ratzon or is it really what Hashem wants for me? And I think that in itself can slow a person down a little bit. Correct, that's Mamish Bitoch. No, it's accepting reality. Most people are, 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 are not in reality because it's painful. They do it because of pain. So they go back to the past. Some people, they like the feeling of not good. So even when it's good now, they make sure to remember that yesterday is not that great and they bring it back. Or tomorrow. Correct. People that live with Bitochen will be the ultimate people that live in the present. Ultimate people that experience the present because whatever comes to them, it's coming from God. So they react towards it differently. It doesn't mean it's not going to be painful. But in the context of I'm living in God's world, it's a whole different experience. A whole different experience. And when a person feels that they have the power to change everything, then they're not busy living. They're busy trying to change. A lot more to be continued. All right. Well, we got you the alchemist. Alchemy. Do you think anyone does it today? Um, so in a way, we're all alchemists. We're all alchemists. Trying to get the good deal, trying to do this.